Gemara Yebamot Daf Mem Bet. Recording in progress. Our Masechet has been dedicated for the Refuah Shalema Shimon Ben Simcha. En la Refanalo Betoch Sha'ar Chola Amor Israel. Amen. And we begin today's Daf on Mem Alef Amud Bet. And we are going to start two lines from the bottom of the Amud. And we begin Tanur Abbanan. We have a Braita. Yebama Shahal Sula Ahim Betok Shelosha. We learned already in the Mishnah that whenever we have a situation of Halitza to take place or Yibum, we wait until three months, until after the death of the, uh, the man, the deceased. Because again, we're worried that she might be pregnant from the first husband. And therefore, those are called the three months of havhana, of discernment. So the question of the Gemara today, in the beginning of the Braita is, is let's say one of the brothers made Halitza wrongly. He did it, he didn't wait. So the Braita said, She has to wait. Before she can get married, she needs to wait three months. Normally, right after Halitza, she's muteret lashuk. She can get married, but not in this case. Since, as we call, he jumped the gun. He married within the three months, so she has to wait until the three months are over from the death of her husband, and then she is allowed to get married. Lehar shelosha, however, if the Halitza took place after three months, and sericha lehamtin shelosha chodashim, so then she does not have to wait an additional three months, which means the three months do not start from the halitza. The three months start from the death of the original husband. And therefore, since already the three months are up, she is permissible to get married right away. And the Gemara says, have which means now we're going to learn, like Bahavina. Have meaning we are now going to analyze and learn. These three months that we learned in the Braita, Mish'at Mita Taba'al. It starts from when? The death of the husband. Mish'at Yabam. And it's not activated at the time of Halitza, which makes sense. If the whole purpose is to discern if she's pregnant from the first husband, so logic says it should be activated from his death. And therefore, if the three months were done already, once the Halitza is given, the Braitha said she can get married right away. The Braitha did not say you start counting from there. So from here you see that the three months are activated from the death of the original husband. However, the Gemara is going to show us that that is not the case when it comes to Gitin. Why is this different when it comes to Gitin? Which means Gitin, we're going to see does not start from the time that you would think. The Rav Amar, Rav says, Mish'at Nitina, that we don't start the three months until the actual giving of the get. Shmuel Amar, Mish'at Ketiva. Shmuel says a little before that, from the time of the giving. Now, we know that once already, the law is that they write the get it is forbidden for the husband and the wife to be together. They're not allowed to have Yehud Mizman Ketivata get. Why? Because then already we're Hoshesh, that maybe since they're together, 
So therefore the get becomes batel, that becomes what's called in halakha, a get yashan, an old get, which means a get that is invalid. So therefore the chaura, why do you have to wait to nitinata get? The chaura, you should be able to start counting the three months even before. If you look at the second rashi, umay shenam miget, the rab aman mishat nitina, the afal gab, Oh, so just like you count the three months and it's activated from the giving of the get, so we should count the three months at the halitza. Why by get it's counted at a later time and why by the halitza you're already counting it from a Earlier time, the Gemara wants to know my shana. The Gemara says, "Amarava kalbahomet." Okay, we make a kalbahomet today. Isur karete tarta, which means we allowed an isur a potential isur karet, which means a person we know was not allowed to marry his brother's wife. That's called eshet ah. Eshet ah is be isur karet. And that we allowed to happen, that even though, uh, uh, if, if, if she would have been pregnant, obviously that would be Isur Karet. And you allowed her to make your boom after three months immediately. Isur Lav. When it comes to an Isur Lav, which means now that already to allow a, 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 a Yibamalashuk, that's only an Isur Lav. Lo kol sheken. Certainly we should be lenient in order to count the three months from before. Let's read the Rashi, the Isud Karet. Right, didn't we say, didn't we say, didn't we say that after you boom, as long as you waited three months, she's permissible, Miyad. Now that's already you're being matir for potential Isud, Karet, because Eshet Ach would be Isu Karet. And we said what? That after three months, you have no problem. Isu Lav. Exactly, which means after already Halitza, now what's the issue over here? The whole issue over here is uh, you, that you're matiring the Halitza, the Yabama, the Halitza, the Halutza, the Shuk. And therefore, that's not as severe as Eshet Ah. So therefore, if you're telling me that you can wait three months and allow uh, uh, Yibum, which already is a potential karet, so certainly after three months of the death of the husband, we can certainly allow, and the Halitza was done, we can certainly allow the uh, lady to get married. You do not have to be concerned with that. At worst, it's only Isulab. Because Yibatirin Yibamal Lashuk, which is not as severe. Yibamal Lashuk is only Isulav. And marrying the Eshet Az Isulkaret. By Isulkaret, we said three months is enough from the death. So certainly to allow Yibamal to get married to Shuk, which is only Isulav, certainly can be lenient to count it from the three months of his death. Vechen Sha'ar Kol Hanashim. So we learned in the Mishnah that all other ladies should not get even engaged and should not get married until three months. Not only Yibama. It's a stab law when it comes to marriage. 
that any time a lady wants to get married, she has to wait three months. So the Gemara says, "Bishlama Yevama Kede Amran." We understand why Yevama you have to wait. It makes sense because if she is indeed pregnant, so then already the mitzvah Yibum does not apply, and now you're going to have a problem of what he's going to be pogeya be'eshet ah. We understand why you need to wait three months. Otherwise, it's going to be a serious crime, federal crime. But what are you worried about? The Gemara's question over here is, what's the difference if she's pregnant from the first husband or she's pregnant from the second husband? Big deal. I mean, there's no Yibum over here. So Reuven was married. Reuven died. If his wife was pregnant, very nice. Now she married Shimon, let's say. Big deal. She gives birth. So either the Uven's the father and the baby's kosher, or Shimon's the father and the baby's kosher. So what's the, uh, what's the big business over here that we have to wait three months? Amar Av Nachman, Amar Shemuel, Mishum de Amar Kira, Makadosh Baruch Hu, told Avraham Abinu ala v'shalom, liyot, b'rit b'rabetarim, liyot necha l'elohim, u'zar'acha acharecha. So God promised the Beracha to the seed that follows Avraham. Zaracha acharecha. So what does that mean, the Gebara says? That only the Beracha comes to the seed that is known. As it known, lehavchin ben zaroosh lishon, the zaroosh el sheni. Which means, there must be discernment. It's not enough that the kid is kasher. You have to know who his father is. And therefore... We need to wait three months in order to discern between the zera of Reuven or the zera of Shimon the Zeranyan. The Zeranyan to know who the father is. Not stand the kids kosher. We want to know the zara'akah the, 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 the child has to be following after you. If you read the Rashid, as she says, amazing hadush of it, zara'akah harecha. That the Shekhinah only rests on Vada'im, not on Kishirim, on Vada'im. Continue, Rashi. Right, like we learned over there, where you don't know who the father is. From these kids come the Poshim and the Mordim, the rebels and the troublemakers. And therefore, you need to know, although no Isur is going to come out of it, you need to know the three months so you know exactly who his father is. Nafkamina, if the Shekhinah will rest on this child or not. So Rava comes along and has a question from a brighter. We have a case over here of two goyim, a goy and a goya, and they decided to convert at the same time. So now you have what's called ger vigiyoret. They have to wait three months from their conversion before they can actually be together and get married. Now hold it. Over here, What's the havchana over here? We know who the father is. The father is the same guy. So you're not discerning between the Uven and Shimon. You're being discerning between 
Tony and Reuven. It's the same guy, but before he was a guy, he was Tony. Now he became Jewish. They call him Reuven. But it's the same guy, biologically, it's the same guy. So if your whole reason is to tell me, oh, we got to know who the father is, we know who the father is. It's the same guy. So what do you have to wait three months when it comes to Ger Vigiyoret? Rashi, Ger Vigiyoret. Exactly, you just have to show on very short. Yabara comes along and answers. Yes, there is a difference. There's the Zera that was conceived when he was a Goy, and there's the Zera that was conceived after the conversion, which means we want to know the difference between that as well. That's also considered a Havchana. Although it's the same father, but one is pre-conversion, and one is post-conversion. She's the Hazra'a, was pre-conversion. Although the kid might have been born after, doesn't matter. We want to know exactly which one was Horato Bikdusha, and which one was Horato Shelo Bikdusha. That's also a form of uh, Havchana as well. So that's it. So now we have a, 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 a beautiful reason based on Abdurrahman and Mashimu'el. And the reason is why you need to wait three months, have Hana, in order to discern between who the father is, because there's an inyan that we learn from Avraham Abinu, Labhin bin Zaroshel, Rishon Zoshel Shani. Azakabaruk. Now the Gemara is going to offer another interpretation. Barakazong says, Rabba Amar, new story. Gezera. So Rava offers to us four different possible complications that can come out if you're not going to wait the three months. Let's discuss one at a time. The first one is that we're worried that he might marry, this kid might end up marrying his sister. What does it mean? How could he be marrying his sister, meaning his paternal sister? Which means, let's say, we have a sefik. If this kid is the kid of Reuven or the kid of Shimon. So he's going to think, what? He's going to think that he's the son of Shimon. And Reuven had a daughter. And what's going to end up happening? He's going to end up marrying <laughs> Reuven's daughter, which actually is his paternal uh, sister. So therefore, we have a problem. He's going to end up, it's going to be a problem of incest. And therefore, the Torah came along and said, because he's not going to know that he was the, 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 the kids from the same father, because we didn't have to have Hana. So by having Habana, we know exactly who his father, so he'll never come to marry his own sibling. Let's read Rashi on that. Rabba Amar, Shem me Exactly, which means uh, he's going to marry his sister. Let's say the the, 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 mild, the first husband got married to somebody else and had a daughter, then they share the same father. So then we have to have Habchana. That's the first concern, we understand. The second concern is... Now let's review for a second. 
We know that there's a mitzvah yibum. There's no question about that. But the mitzvah yibum is only on paternal brothers, not on maternal brothers. And if you're going to make yibum on maternal brothers, you're going to have an isur karet over here because there's no mitzvah of yibum. So you're going now with eshet ach, which is going to be asur. The only time eshet ach is mutar when it's eshet ach of a paternal brother. So what's going to happen in this case over here? So that she says, she'im teled le'acharon ben acher. Let's say the acharon. We call the ben Shimon. We're giving the cases. So let's say Shimon has a, another son. Okay, he could have another son. The Isha, okay, gets married, okay, unfortunately, the kid dies. No kids, so you have a boom situation. Now this guy over here, the Safek, is going to think that it is his brother. And therefore is going to make Yibum. He's going to think that they share the same uh, father. But again, it might be that they do not have the same father because maybe he is the son of the Rishon. And therefore they have the same mother, but they don't have the same father. And therefore he's making you boom on the... And therefore that's going to be a secondary problem. Now let's get to the third problem that Rabbah says. Now she says, Which means, let's say, uh, the, the lady does not give birth to any more children from the second, uh, second marriage. The second, and then what's going to happen? Going to die. Vekesiburim. The people are going to think Shazebeno. They're going to think that the Safek is hers, and therefore they're going to say she's not subject to Yibum because they're going to say she has a child. Meanwhile, this child of belongs to Reuven, to the first guy. And therefore they're going to allow this lady to get married. So you're being Matir Yibama Lashuk. And she really needs a Halitza or Yibum. So that's a third problem that can arise. And the fourth problem is, Yiftor et Yibimto Lashuk. And they're going to be Matir, the Yibimto Lashuk. The first one is, you'll see it, Imo Lashuk, that they're going to allow the mother to go to the Shuk. And now we have over here, Yiftor et Yibimto Lashuk. Now let's see that case, so that she says, the Yiftor et Yibimto Lashuk. Im Yeshlo Ah, Me'aviv Arishon. Which means, let's say he has a brother from the first uh, from the first husband from from Reuven. Velo hayulo banim, and that kid over there did not have any any children. Umet ve'en sham ah elahu, and the only brother is what is the sefik ve'usabur shu ben acharon, but he thinks he's the son of Shimon. You have the Eshet Beno Arishon, the first kid from the first wife, she's actually Zekuka. She needs to make a Yibum. You're going to allow her to get married. So that's already another concern that you're going to allow a Yibama 
Lashuk, because again, they're not going to know where this kid is. He's not going to think it's the brother. He thinks he comes from the other Shemshimon. Therefore, he's going to allow a lady who needs to make Yibum, allow her to the Shuk. Now, that she says that all these concerns over here really do not apply to the case of the Ger and the Giyoret, except one. What's the case that you have to be concerned? That we're worried about that he might make a Yibum, but it's going to be to Eshet Achiv Me'imo. Now what's the case? So that she says over in Tushim, Shema Me'ubere Taita. That maybe she was already pregnant before the conversion. And therefore what? Uchshenteled, when she finally gives birth, Seburai Sheben Zayinu Ubekdushan Nizra. She's going to think it was a seven, seven month pregnancy. Therefore the kid is born, Bekdushan. And what's going to happen? She's going to have another child subsequently. So she thinks these are two children that are Nizrabi Kedusha, that have paternal connections. That have paternal connections. What's going to happen? The second kid's going to get married to a lady. And the first kid that they think was Nizrabi Kedusha is going to make Yibum, this sabur shegamun is a bigdusha. So what's the problem? Bechiman shezin is a shelob bigdusha, and since really the first kid was nizra shelob bigdusha. Now here that she says a bigdush. Bestam ovedet kochavim zonahi, and stam and ovedet kochavim because this lady is converted. But before she converted, you have to assume that what she is a zona. So maybe this is not even her. Kid, the Ika, it's her kid, but it's not the same father. The Ika Lemema Shema Eno Benoshilze. Then Imsan Noseh Eshet Achiv Meimo. So what's going to happen? According to the at least according to the Gersad that we have, the Marshal over here takes apart the Stashi and says it's Taot Sofer, and somebody came and messed up the whole Lashon and Nashi, and he has a different Mahalak. We'll say it in a minute. But according to what Nashi's saying over here is, is that you're going to have a case of a Ger Vigiyoret. Allah Baruch. And what? They're going to have, uh, they, they, they're going to convert. And what's happening? If they're not going to wait the three months, she's going to give birth seven months later. And they're going to think the original kid is what? Horatob Ikdusha. And if it's Horatob Ikdusha, they're going to think it's a regular paternal brother. That's fine. She's going to have another kid. Another kid also is a paternal brother. The second kid's going to get married. He's going to die. They're going to make you boom. Now, even though this kid over here, is coming from a different, uh, a different father. It's not a paternal brother. And now what's going to happen? You're going to make your boom in the case of Eshet Ach Me'imo and not Me'abib. And that's going to be already Isura Karet. That's the way that she learns. According to Maharsha, he says, no, that's not the issue. Stam Giyoret Zona. Maharsha says that the issue over here is that when a child is born before conversion, he's not Me'uhas after his father. The Tordotam, the Bet Abotam is only talking about when you're born Jewish, then you have a yichus to your father. But the, uh, a goy does not have a yichus to his father. It's not considered zera'av. And therefore it's considered only zera'em. And therefore, even if she didn't commit znut, the fact that it was automatic, this kid is considered after the mother and not the father. So now you have two kids over here. This kid's considered 
a, 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 a child from the mother, and this second kid is a child from the father, because it was after the conversion. And we're worried that the mother, brother, maternal brother, is going to make you boom with the uh, wife of his put, uh, uh, maternal uh, uh, brother, which is Asud, which is a problem of Yibum. Ayen Maharsha, that changes again the Rashi over here, and holds again that there was a Shibu. So again, Abotai, let's review the two answers that we have over here. This is a very, very basic halakha. According to Rav Nachman, the reason why you need Havchana is not because you're worried about any major uh, uh, crimes that are going to happen. You're more worried about who's who. Who's who? This is it or Shimon's kid? Why does it Anyan? Here's Anyan Gadol. Where do you learn it from? Avraham Abinu That said what? Uzaracha Harecha. Rav said, no, 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 no. This is not the Stam Shekhinah. This is a big Anyan. If you're not going to know who the kid is, you're going to have already Isud Karet, possibly. You're going to have Isud marrying your sister. You're going to have a problem of uh, you boom outside of the mitzvah. And therefore, it's much more serious. Mativ Rav Hananya. So Rav Hananya asks a question from the Brayta. Bechulan, meaning all these ladies that we forbade to get married until they wait the three months. Ani kore bahen mishum takanat irva. Concern over here is what? Because they might come to marry one of the Arayot, the Khan. But when it comes to all the other ladies, which means the first ladies that we're talking about is the Gabe Yibum. All these cases that we said that the Gabe Yibum, you have to wait three months, that's because we're worried about Isur Irva. Like we said, he's going to end up marrying his However, but when it comes to the other ladies, Mishum Takanat Valad. Sounds like it's a Takanat Valad. You just want to know who's the father. It's not a Tikkun of Erva. What do you mean? According to Rava, it is Tikkun Erva. We just said that if you're not going to know if it's through Vince, kid or Shimon, he's going to end up marrying a sister. That's not only a problem of who's who, that's a problem of. So why is the Braitha saying that when it comes to the cases that are outside of Yibum, it's not an Irva issue, it's a Tikkun Valad. Who's the kid? No, what do you mean? According to Rava, it's more than who's the kid. The issue is over here, Isur, Irva. So the Yamara comes along and says, the um, Yamara says, If you're right, Rava, Kulehu Mishum Takanat Irva. All the cases, not only the boom cases, even the regular case of discerning the three months is an erva issue. Shema yisa et achoto. That's an erva issue. Yamara says, "Hai mishum takanat valad delo lefga behu erva." That's what it meant when we said takanat valad. It means what's the tikkun of the valad? So he doesn't come and marry his erva. So therefore, it's really one. It's really one and. The same. That means one issue over here, like Rashi says, the Lord of God balad be'erva. I'm meaning Rashi, the Buddha matchin the Lord of God balad be'erva. That we don't want the balad to marry in erva. Aval kol shara ne'esarot ikat teka tekanta he ubal atzmo the Lord of Gehu be'erva. Exactly, which means. The only difference is, in the first cases, you're worried about the lady herself 
is going to be Pogeya Be'erva. Here you're worried about the children. So that's why in one case we said Erva, because we're talking about the lady herself is going to end up uh, uh, going with uh, uh, somebody that's forbidden. That's Erva. And then we said Tikkun Valad. It's also an Erva issue. But the reason why we said Valad, because it's not referring to the lady herself. We're worried about the children. The child, the children might get together. And that's what we call the Tikkun Valad. But it's the same issue. It's the same issue of Erva. Now the Gemara says, we took this for granted, Rabotai. We always thought, you got to wait three months. You know why you got to wait three months? Simple. It's mathematics. Because if you're going to wait two months, and what's going to happen? Shereuven died. She waited two months. Shimon married her. Now what's going to happen? She gives birth seven months later. Now you have a Oh, Is she a nine-month baby? Or she a seventh month baby to Shimon. This is the case of Sebek. So I understand why you have to wait at least two months over here in order to get out of this Sebek. That's what they told us. You, you cannot marry before two months. So the Gabbara says, That's exactly the Sebek. That's exactly the Sebek. I'm married to no, we don't know if she's a nine month to the first one or a seven month to the second. second. Ela, the Gebarak comes over and says, I don't still have to wait two months for. We can solve this problem. All you have to do is wait one month. If you wait one month, you will not have any sefekot. The Uven, married. He died. Wait a month, let Shimon get married, and whatever happens, you're going to know exactly. Because what do you watch? You about seven months later, correct? So Gabra says, If she gives birth seven months later, you are certain. It's got to be Shimon. It's got to be the second. And if it's an eighth month, now we have a rule. An eighth month kid cannot live. A baby that comes out in the eighth month, especially in the older days before incubators, cannot live. So therefore, if the baby's eight months, so then you know it must be lekamahu. It must be a nine month of the first one that she was pregnant from already months before. That means what's the problem? By waiting a month, you will have no problem as long as you accept that a lady cannot give birth to a viable child in the eighth month. Now you know exactly who it is. I review. Reuven was married. Hazak Baruch, he died. Okay, Allah And now what happened? Shimon takes her after a month. Okay, now what happened? You wait. Seven months later, Nolad Lanu Ben, a baby was born. So you say, wait, we have a sefek over here. It could be a seven-month baby to Shimon. What's the other option? No, wait, you waited a month. You waited a month, so it could be this is an eighth-month baby to Reuven. Impossible. That's not an option. Because an eighth month baby is not going to live. So therefore, uh, what's the other option? If it's an eighth month baby, then you say, well, they weren't married eight months. They weren't married eight months. So it cannot be Shimon. It's got to be the Uvez. A nine month. She was pregnant from a month before that. And therefore, Shalom, I said, what do you have to wait two months for the Chaurai? You solve all your problems even after one month. That is the Gemara's. Question. 
So the Gemara comes along and says, which means even if she gives birth after eight months, oh, how can it be? Which means it's quite possible that she didn't get pregnant right away. Maybe they waited a month after she got married, and then she got pregnant. What do you mean? You get pregnant the night? What is this? You don't get pregnant necessarily that night. Maybe you get pregnant a month later. So therefore, you still don't have, you still have a suffix. That could be, she gave us eight months. So we said, oh, eight months must be the first. Who said? Maybe eight months is the second, and it's really a seventh month, because they waited a month. So therefore, you're still going to have a Sefik, one month is not going to take you out of that Sefik, because you can still have a Sefik that it comes from the second Shimon as well. Because really, although it's eight months, it's not an eight-month baby. It's really a seventh-month baby, because she didn't get pregnant right away. And therefore, she waited a month. Therefore, you have the same Sefik. It can be a nine-month to Reuven, or a, or a seven-month to Shimon. So you're still stuck. That's why you got to wait at least three months. The Gemara Rabotai, you don't have to wait three months. V'tamtin The Gemara wants to say every possibility except three months. Don't tell me three months. We don't want to delay marriages. If we can do it in two and a half months, do it in two and a half months. Now, why two and a half months is going to solve anything? Now, what's going to happen? Let's give the case. Reuven was married. He died. And now what, two and a half months later, Shimon <coughs> marries. Now what happens, seven months after that, already she gives birth. Which means she has to be what? A seven month baby from the, uh, uh, the second. She cannot be a nine and a half, nine and a half month baby. Babies don't stay in the womb nine and a half months. So if seven months later, you waited two and a half months already. Well, you have a lady give birth nine and a half months? Too long. It's, it's overcooked. So therefore, it must be after seven months, belongs to thee, to Shimon. And let's say she gives birth after six and a half months. If it's after six and a half months, then you know already, it's a... It's, no, six and a half months is a nine month baby to the, to the first. Because it cannot be a six and a half month to the second. Because because six and a half month baby is not viable. It doesn't live. So therefore, by two and a half months, you solve all your concerns. I repeat again. Why do you solve your concerns? Two and a half months you waited. And now what? You gave her seven months later. Now, seven months, you waited two and a half months already. So what's the option? Maybe it's a nine and a half of the first? Impossible, nine and a half. What's a nine and a half? So therefore, it can only be a seven of the second. Now, if she ends up giving birth before seven months, six and a half months, so you say, beautiful, six and a half plus two and a half is nine. It must be the first. Or maybe it's the second. It can't be the second, because a, girl, a lady will not give a viable child in the six and a half months. <laughs> so they will what? Rabotai. Why do you have to wait three months? Just wait two and a half months and you solve all the, all the problems. The Gebarah says, 
Because even if she gave birth after six and a half months, we can say that it comes from the second one. I thought you just told me that six and a half months the baby's not going to live. How can you tell me that it's six and a half months can be long to the second to Shimon? which is a nine-month child must go full-term. If it's a full-term baby, nine months, it's got to go all the nine months, meaning nine times 30. However, but if it's a seven-month baby, she doesn't have to go full-term seven. She can give birth even in six and a half because six and a half already began the seventh month. And then we have a hadush over here that your assumption that said a six and a half month child cannot live, you're wrong. A six and a half month baby can live. How do you know that? Shneemar, we learned from Hannah. It was after Tikufot Yamin, it says she gave birth to Shemuel. Now, how much is Tikufot? Tikufot is minimum two. Now, what is a Tikufa? A season. Now, how many months is a season? There's four seasons. And therefore, each season is how much? Three months. And it says she gave birth after Tikufot. Tikufot is two seasons, which is six months. And it says, Mi'ut Tikufot Shetayim, which is six months. And Mi'ut Yamim Shenayim. Tikufot Yamim. What's the minimum plural of Yamim? Two. So she gave birth to Shemuel after six months and two days. And Shemuel was high Vekayam. And therefore, what do you see over here? That a lady can give birth, meaning in a partial of the seventh month, and therefore go back. If she's going to wait two and a half months, it's not going to solve the issue. You're right. If she gives birth seven months later, then you know it has to be from the second, because if the lady's not going to be birth nine and a half months. However, if she gives birth six and a half months, you're still not going to know, is it a nine months to the first, or is it a six and a half to the second. And now we're learning that you can give birth to a viable baby in the sixth month. So therefore the Gemara says, that's why two and a half is not good. Now the Gemara asks the most brazen of all the questions. The Gemara says, I don't see what you're talking about. Already the Gemara said three months. We said, no, two months. Okay, two months we said no. And two and a half months, also no. Now the Gemara goes to the extreme. By the way, don't wait anything. Wait a week. Wait a week. A week? What happened to a week? We were at two and a half. Now you're going to a week? Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to show you. And we have no suffix. If you wait a week, you'll be fine. Oh, the Gemara now was introducing, which we didn't know they had in those days. They had pregnancy tests. We didn't know that pregnancy test in those days. We thought only today they invented it. But they had it in those days. So therefore, what's the problem? We know there's a rule. A lady doesn't start to show her pregnancy in the olden days for sure till three months. Three months already, once the third month comes, you can know already there's a way to tell if she's pregnant or not. So then what's the problem? Let them get married. And now what happened? Shimon got married after a week. Start the clock. Start the clock from when the Uven died. At the third month, give her the pregnancy test. I'm going to tell you what the test is in a minute. 
if she's pregnant, it has to be from the first one because this test will only work after three months. And therefore, if she's not pregnant, if you cannot prove that she's pregnant then, then you know it's already from the, from the second. Amar of Safra, you're right. It would be a good idea. But we have an issue about giving a pregnancy test to a married lady. And bodkim et nesuot shelo yidganu al ba'alehem. It seems that this test was an internal examination. That they would check to see if she was pregnant. And once she's married, we don't want to do an examination that might cause her to be unaccepted to her husband. It's it's a little uh, uncomely. The lady has to go down, they have to check her. Therefore, we, we won't give a test. That's not an option. It wasn't a test today that you, you, you put something, uh, you know, outside the body. Over here, those days, it was an internal examination. And therefore, we don't do that. So therefore, taking a bedika is not an option to a What are you checking her for? To see she's pregnant from the first husband. Uh, to do such a evasive operation to check. We don't want to make shalom bayit issues. Shema yidganu al ba'alim. We have an easier way. She doesn't have to do it internal. Let her walk. You know how they test the drunk people? To see if a guy can walk in a straight line? We have a new bedika. You test a pregnant lady while walking. Why? When a lady's pregnant, her body is heavy. And you can tell from the footsteps that already they're deeper in the ground than regular. So imagine that, it's like forensic. They look at the footsteps, they say, oh, this is deep, deep. And they were, it's not miguna al-ba'ala, because you don't have to touch her. Just let her walk a couple of steps, and everybody will tell. And therefore what? Here's the question. Let her get married after a week. And then what? In three months' time from the death of Reuven, let her take a walk. And the scientists will come, and they'll look at the, the footsteps, and they'll say, oh, you're pregnant. And therefore we know it comes from if, the, if it's not pregnant, then you know it comes from Shimon. A lady can trip the test. The test is not foolproof. You could, you could cheat on this test. The lady, what happens? She wants this baby to belong to the new husband. Why? Because her new husband has a lot of money. And therefore, she wants this kid to be Yoresh, the new husband. So therefore, she wants to cover up that this belongs to the first husband. So what is she going to do? She's going to do what we call tippy-toe. You know what tippy-toe means? She's going to walk very, very carefully like a ballerina. Why? So when they look at the, at the footsteps, they say, oh, they're not deep. She's not pregnant. And then we're going to go. So it's not a test. That's foolproof. You can, you can trick it. So therefore, it's not going to help us. So that's why the Gemara says, the only option is to wait three months. V'shalom al Yisrael. Now the Gemara comes along and goes a little further. Okay, now let's say, you know she's pregnant. Rabotai, Reuven was married. And what? He died. When he died, his wife was in the sixth month already. And he carried us up in Shineha. She's pregnant. So therefore, the Chaurah, there's no reason to wait three months. You definitely know that this baby belongs to Reuven. So therefore, the Chaurah, why, in the case that she's pregnant already, it should be permissible for Shimon to marry 
right away. The Gemara said, but however we learned, Alama, Alama means Madua, Tanya we learned in the Brayta, Lo Yisa Adam Me'uberet Havero. A person is not allowed to marry a lady that's pregnant. Mineket Havero, or a lady that is nursing. Ve'in Nasa, and if he did it, Yotzi, he's got a divorce of Ve'lo Yazir Olamit. Here is a woman, he cannot take her back forever. What's the problem of it? If the whole issue is because you want to know who the baby is, we know the baby is. It belongs to Reuven. She's pregnant. What's the problem? Listen to the story. Now you learn a little about biology. They're worried about what? He's going to marry Me'ubed al-Habiru. Shimon died. His wife was pregnant. Shimon marries her. Okay, well, he's going to be with her. Wow. We're worried that, yeah, exactly, wow. We're worried that what's going to happen, she's going to get pregnant under pregnancy. You thought, how old are you? You thought you can only get pregnant once. Now we're learning over here, it's possible that a lady who's pregnant, she can get pregnant under pregnancy. And what's going to happen? The new baby is going to what? Smash the first baby. And therefore make the baby what's called sandal, like a, a shoe, which is flat. So therefore, we don't, we're don't. we concerned that maybe the second uh, husband over here is going to get up pregnant and they're going to kill the first baby. So the Gebra says, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Forget about a second marriage. We should make a new rule now. Anytime a lady is pregnant, the, the husband cannot be with her. Because why? Maybe she'll get pregnant again and maybe you're going to have some... Da- it means this law doesn't only apply to this law should apply to every husband and we don't make such a gizera but when a lady is pregnant it's forbidden for the husband to be with her so the Gebra says wait 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 which means the custom was that the pregnant ladies in order that this doesn't happen they used to use a moch birth control they used to take a, a cloth and stick it with otomakom. So therefore, it's impossible for her to get pregnant already. So therefore, if you're going to come and tell me that a regular husband and wife have no problem, you know why? Because she's going to use a moch. Or, that says what? That means you, you, you can't play God. You have to act in a normal way. We'll have mercy. We're going to tell the guy, you cannot be with your wife for nine months. So then with the Gemara is coming along to say, so that cannot be the problem of here too by let him marry. If you hold that she could put a moch in there, let the Shimon marry the Uven's pregnant wife, let him put a moch over there, and you won't have a problem of sandal. Which means, and if you go with the Sivar of Hashem Mirachem, so Hashem Mirachem also, which means that we don't understand why the Shimon cannot marry the Uven's pregnant You talk, because of sandal. What are you talking about? Let him put a moch over there. Or if you don't agree with the moch, let him just say, Hashem Yirachayim. Just like you said by a regular husband, Yirachayim and Hashemayim. So we're questioning, what is the reason why Shimon cannot marry 
a pregnant lady. A big question. Ela mishum de not hasa de maror, rabotai. There's no maror she pesa hasa. Ela mishum hasa. Maza hasa. We're worried about the pressure. Maza pressure. Hi, Shimon's going to make bi'ah. What's going to happen when he makes bi'ah? It's going to crush the baby. It's going to crush the baby. The pressure over here. So the lachats. So if the pressure, even when he's married to his own wife, we should make a new law. That a lady who's pregnant, the husband cannot be with her. Why? Because the pressure of the bi'ah is going to kill the baby. No, no, no. His own kid is going to go easy. And therefore, he's going to have mercy. So the Gabbara says, What do you mean? The guy's not a murderer. He'll have mercy also. So that cannot be the reason. He'll have mercy. He won't make a strong bi'ah. The Gabbara says, No, no reason. Look how deep the Hakamim thought into human psychology, the way people think. What happens, Me'uberet? What happens after she gives birth? She's going to nurse. What do you think of it? She has, she has free milk. So therefore, oh, Reuven died. His wife is pregnant. Now Shimon marries her. What's going to happen? So, oh, I know what's going to happen. After you give birth, you're going to want a nurse for two years. What's going to happen? So let her nurse. No, Dilma, She might get pregnant during the nursing. And what's going to happen to the milk when she gets pregnant? And the milk is going to dry up because when a lady gets pregnant, the milk dries up. And then what's going to happen? And the baby is going to die from malnutrition. No milk. There's no milk. And so what's going on here? So the Gabbara says, Hold it. So then we should make a new gizera that a man is not allowed to be with his nursing wife because same thing is going to happen. He's going to be with his nursing wife. She's going to get pregnant. The milk is going to dry up and the kid's going to die. No, He'll supplement the child's diet with eggs and milk and this over here. So therefore, we're not worried if the milk dries up. The father will take care of the kid. What do you mean? So then, why can't he marry the Uven's wife? What are you worried about? He's going to marry the Uven's pregnant wife. She's going to get birth. She's going to start nursing. He's going to be with her. The milk is going to dry up. No problem. Milk and eggs. The same milk and eggs that you give your own child, you'll give the milk and eggs to the Uven's child. Nobody's going to die over it. What's the problem? Now look at the psychology. I can't even understand human nature. Lo yaiv la ba'al. The husband does not want to pay for formula on somebody else's kid. Listen, I'll pay for eggs and milk for my own kid. Now I got to pay for the Uvin's uh, baby over there? I, I, I married you. I didn't marry now the Uvin's uh, to pay for all these. Uh, if I stop paying for the milk, they're going to ask me money for tuition one day. I'm not paying nothing. It's not my responsibility. That's what's going to end up happening. The kid's going to die. So the Gabbara says, let the mother go to her original husband's yorshin, the inheritors, which means the, the, the family of husband has money. So therefore, go to the yorshin and say, 
it's the responsibility of the Yorshim to take care of this child. This was, this was from your family. Amar Isha Bosha Lavo Bedin. A lady's embarrassed to go to Bedin. Watch it. Go now to Bedin with a little baby suing the, uh, the husband, the deceased husband's family because of uh, for formula. And Bosha. And what's going to end up happening? Not, not, not that she's going to kill her son, but the kid's going to die from famine. So you see the psychology was amazing how the Hamim thought of all these things. Again, speak it out. We're worried that what? Shimon's going to marry Me'uvenet Habero. No problem. She's going to give birth. She's going to nurse. No problem. But during the nursing, she's going to get pregnant from the new husband. The milk is going to dry up. He's not going to give her money to go buy Betzim because he says it's not my responsibility. She's going to be embarrassed to go to the Yorshim to ask for the money. And as a result, the baby's going to die. So look how much the Hachamim Hoshesh for Sakanat Nefeshot and Pikuah Nefesh. Such a fun case like this. And therefore they said, you cannot marry Me'uberet Haverot. It is amazing calculations that Hamim gave. Okay, now we go back to the Mishnah. Achat betulot ve'ahat be'ulot. I'm continuing the Mishnah. Achat girushot ve'ahat almanot. Achat nisuot ve'ahat arusot. So the Mishnah said, whether a lady is a betula, betula meaning she's a virgin, or she is a be'ula. Be'ula meaning she was? She was married, exactly. She still has to wait three months. Whether she's a Girusha or whether she is a Almana, whether she was divorced or whether she's a widow, whether she's married or whether she's Arusa, that she wasn't married, she was only engaged. So the Gemara comes along and says, Wait, you gave me some cases over here. Isn't an Arusa a Betula? It's the same case. Betula means what? She's a virgin. Well, a Arusa is also a virgin. She didn't consummate. So why does the Mishnah have to give both cases? The Gemara says, all these ladies have to wait three months. Arusa, vebetula. Arusa, hi betula. Furthermore, hainiu be'ulot vainiu nisuot. You said, a lady who's married. Ladies, by them, she's a be'ula. So what does the Mishnah have to say? Be'ulot. Be'ulot is a nisuot. It's the same thing. Why is the Mishnah repeating the cases? Understand the question? The Mishnah says all these ladies have to wait three months. And Arusa, who by the way happens to be a Betula. So what do you have to say Betula for? And Nisua, who happens to be a Betula. This is the same case. So the Yabarah says, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding how to read the Mishnah. Amar of Yudaki Kamar. Ahad Betulot ve'ahad be'ulot shinit armelu onit gareshu. Whether she was a Betula or whether she was a Be'ula, whether she got either widowed or divorced, it's not coming to tell us Nisua Arusa. It's coming to tell us when she became free. She became free either by the death of her husband or a Girushin. Either she became free after Erusin or after Nisuin. In all these cases, so you have a Betula or a Be'ula that became free after the Nisuin or the Irusin. Beautiful. And therefore, what's the deen? She cannot marry until three months. Now, the Hadush over here is, 
even though if she's a betula, she's not pregnant. And even though if she's arusa, she's not pregnant. So therefore, the chaurah, what should be concerned about? The Gemara will say, lo pelug. We make a gezerah. If you're going to let the arusa go get married within three months, maybe you're going to allow nisu'ah. So therefore, the rabbis made a decree across the one, even though the rule doesn't apply lecha'ora, we're still going to enforce, and the Gemara tells a story. One day, the Bil Azad did not come to the Bet Midrash. Only one day. So he sees the so he tells him, What was the Hadush today? What did the rabbi say in the Bet Midrash? We learned the Hadush of Rabbi Yohanan. If you go back to our Mishnah, Rabotai, the Mishnah taught us that he allowed an Arusa to get married within three months. Why? Because there's no concern. It means we're Mekin. Arusa, she's not pregnant. And therefore, he allowed it. And furthermore, he also allowed a Nisu'ah to get engaged. Because there's no problem. Getting engaged is no bi'ah. So therefore, he allowed in arusa li naseh, vin nisu'ah li aris. That was the biyoseh. And the biyohanam was posek that day in the yeshiva, halakha kerabi yoseh. Evandem? Mechlal di yehida'ah palig aleh. Hold it. The Tanakama of Mishnah argued on that. The Tanakama of Mishnah said, no. In all cases, it's going to be Asur. You have to wait three months. Now, how can you be posek like Rabbi Yosef against Tanakama? Must be that Tanakama is a Yahid. And therefore, you're allowed to posek like Rabbi Yosef against the Yahid. You cannot posek like Rabbi Yosef against the Rabin, but must be the Tanakama of the Mishnah was a Yahid. And that's why you were posek like Rabbi Yosef. The Gabra says, e, Yes, the Tanakama of the Mishnah is a Yahid. That ten years we learned. All these cases are cases where we know the lady was not with her husband for a long time. The first case is talking about the lady always runs back to her father's house. And she loves to be with her father's house. She's not too comfortable yet with her husband. She's in the dufa. She's always running home. So therefore what? We know that she was not with her husband for a long time because she's not living with him. She's always by her. Father's house. And then the husband died. In this case, you don't have to be worried that she's pregnant. She's not pregnant. She wasn't even living with together. Mm-hmm. Or, Or everybody knows there was ka'as over here. They were fighting. Shalom bayin. Therefore, they were separated. And therefore, you know, they weren't together. Or, Or the husband was in jail. So there's no bi'ah in jail. Or, Or the husband was an old man. He could not make uh, uh, children. Or, Or he was sick. Can have children. Or she was sick. Or her husband died and she had a miscarriage. So you know that she's not pregnant now. Because she had a miscarriage right away after. Or we know that she was a akara. She cannot have children. Or she's an old lady. Or she's a minor. Or ailunit. Ailunit meaning she doesn't have simanim. She cannot have children. Or she took medicine that now made her 
infertile. Doesn't matter. She still has to wait three months. And who's that opinion? Also, what do you see? The opinion that says no matter what, you have to wait three months is Da'at Rabbi Meir, which is Da'at Yahid. And Rabbi Yuda, which is also the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, allows these ladies to get married right away. So what do you see? The reason why Rabbi Yohanan was posek like Rabbi Yosef, because who argues on Rabbi Yosef? Rabbi Meir. Yahid the Yahid. So therefore, since it's the Yahid against the Yahid, he is posek like Rabbi Yosef. But if the Tarakama would be Rabim, you cannot posek like Rabbi Yosef negative. Rabim, and who's the opinion of the Tanakama? Rabbi Meir, how do I know? Because he's Hoshesh, even in cases where you know she cannot get pregnant, you still have a problem of Unbelievable. He was posek like Tanakama, that you have to wait three months no matter what. So Rabbi Yosef says, wait, he had arbe. If he retracted, you know why he retracted? Because he found a baraita that was taught in the yeshiva of Kerem Beyavne. There was a big yeshiva, Kerem Beyavne. And he says, oh, there's a baraita that comes from that yeshiva. And what does it say? Netanya, Amar Bishmael, Benosh Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka, Shamati Mepi Hachamim. I heard the words, not of Rabbi Meir, the words of the Hachamim, the majority. Even a lady that can't give birth, Akara, Zekena, all these cases, Hola, Abuzbat Azuri. That means, you know why Rabbi Yohanan was Hosein? Because originally he thought, Yahid Viyahid, Poseidon Rabbi Yosef. But when he heard the Braita of Kerem Biyavne, that says the opinion of the Mahabidim is Hakamim. Uh, you cannot be posek like Rabbi Yosef in a place where you have Haka Mim. When you're going to go in front of Rabbi Abahu, ask him the following question. Did Rabbi Yohanan say that Alaka is lenient? Like the Biyosid that allows, in these cases yes. where you don't have a problem of discernment that she can marry within three months. Right? Rabbi Yohanan ruled also in a different place that anytime you have a Stam Mishnah, that means a Mishnah without a name, Halakha Kestam Mishnah, Utnan, our Mishnah, Kol Anashim Lo Yinasu, Velo Yitaresu, Ad Shul Hashem Shosha Chodashim, Achad Betulot, Me'ad Be'olot. Which means, how did you tell me that the Biyo Halakazak the Biyo say the Biyo Halakazak the Biyo say the Biyo is posek like Stam Mishnah and Am Mishnah does not have a name to it and therefore it's called a Stam Mishnah and the Stam Mishnah is Mahmir. We have a stira Halakazak the Biyo say Halakazak Stam Mishnah. Make up your mind. How can the Biyo Halakazak posek lehakel like the Biyo say he has a general standing rule Halakazak Stam Mishnah and Am Mishnah is a Stam Mishnah. That's what. That's Mahmir. Call a Nashim three months. That's the question he wants to ask Rabbi Abahu. When you go see Rabbi Abahu, ask him this contradiction. Amar le. So Rabbi Abahu says, what kind of question is that? 
the one that asked this question, he does not sift his flour correctly. He does not which means he didn't think good. It's not a good question. You're right. When did Rabbi Yohanan say Mishnah? When all you have is a Stam Mishnah. But when you have a Stam and then a Mahloket, like our Mishnah, our Mishnah Stam said what? Then you have Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yehuda argue. That's called Stam the Mahloket. He says, however, when you have Stam, Agak Mahloket, and Halakhakistam. Nalakhat does not follow the Stam. Nalakhat follow the Mahloket. If the Mahloket comes first, and then you have the Stam, then you go like the Stam. So therefore, go tell the Rabbi that the question is not a question. And you can take the Mahloket, which you can forsake like the Biyoseh, and be lenient. In all the cases, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen. Amen.